0: everybody and welcome to Coach's Corner. I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation today with Dr. Jesse and Marnie. They are the hosts of the Ultimate Health Podcast. We cover so much ground, everything from simplifying your life to making transitions to being what they call a natural parent and following a natural parenting protocol. Before we dive in, oh my gosh, I have so much to share with you. First of all, my spring retreat is open for enrollment. This is my signature event, one that if you haven't gone to, or maybe it's been a few years since you've gone to my signature retreat, come again. It is time. You will always learn more if you've come before, and if you've never come, this is like condensing people say 10 years of therapy into one weekend, you will leave transformed. You will leave lighter. You will leave with more confidence. You will leave loving your body, loving yourself, loving other women. You have tools to go back into your life, your relationships, your career it's an epic weekend. It's in March. It's in San Diego. Go to christinehasler.com slash spring dash retreat. We'll put that link in the show notes. You can also email jill at Christinehassler.com and she can hook you up with the application. If you hear me talking about retreats and events and you think, man, I really would love to plan my own event." or plan more successful events. Well, then I want to tell you about my friend, Lori Harder and Lindsay Schwartz. They are hosting a event, which is all about planning events. It's a bootcamp for speakers and event hosts who are looking to put on events and make a profit. You will learn from Lori and Lindsay who combined have grossed $4 million from their own event. You'll learn how to craft and deliver your message in the most powerful way, how to utilize speakers secrets and tools on overcoming anxiety, nerves, event mishaps, how to facilitate heart centered experiences and exercises that will transform lives and so much more. Who is event love for? Well, it's for coaches and facilitators who want an arsenal of skills and multiple profit streams, women with a dream to run events of any size, speak on stages and share their message and people craving ninja-like facilitation and connection skills to elevate their existing business and add additional income streams. So to learn more or to register, go to christinehasler.com slash event love. Let me spell that. It's E-V-E-N-T-L-U-V. Again, christinetasser.com slash event love. Let me tell you a little bit about my guests today, Dr. Jesse and Marnie, who are a married couple. Jesse is a lifelong learner and continually researches the most current information on nutrition and natural health. In April, 2016, he retired from his chiropractic practice after being in practice for four and a half years. It was time to take his health message online to reach a larger audience. Jesse's always led an active lifestyle. He used to focus on long distance running and cycling. Now he has a more holistic approach to movement and fitness. And Marnie Wasserman's life is rooted in healthy living. Not only is she a nutritionist and chef, she is the co-host of the Ultimate Health Podcast. She is the author of Fermenting for Dummies and Plant-Based Diet for Dummies. She's also made several media appearances on television and radio. Marnie uses passion and experience to educate individuals on how to adopt a realistic whole food diet and balance wholesome lifestyle through simple strategies. Before we dive in, I want to thank my awesome sponsor for the show, BioClarity. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. I love their products. I use their serum and their moisturizer. I also have a mask from them that I love to use periodically, especially after I've been on planes and my skin is dry. It leaves my skin glowy. It leaves it soft. It leaves it feeling moisturized. And I love that. When I use the serum, it's actually green (laughs) because I just know I can trust what's in it. I want you to know too, clean skincare doesn't necessarily have to mean it's more expensive. Bioclarity strives to create affordable options that are healthier for your skin and the environment. They have two routines to fit your skincare needs, the clear skin routine for oily or breakout prone skin, or the essentials routine for normal and everyday use. Both routines consist of an easy three-step regimen that helps improve the look and feel of your skin and is packed of detoxifying nutrients. The routines also include a super special ingredient found only in Bioclarity, Floralux, which is made from the chlorophyll from plants. That's probably why it's green. Bioclarity really has everything you need to get clear, glowing skin. Plus, and I love this, their products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, non-toxic, paraben-free, sulfite-free, and artificial fragrance-free. They also offer a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So here is your call to action. Get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. I love that I can trust what I'm putting on my skin. And even better, these products are actually affordable. And right now, for my listeners, you can save 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal. Again, 15% off everything on their website. Just go to bioclarity.com and enter code over it at checkout. Again, bioclarity, B I O C L A R I T Y.com. Enter promo code over it at checkout and get 15% off your order. All right, now on to my conversation with the ultimate health podcast experts, Marnie and Jesse. So Dr. Jesse and Marnie, welcome to the show. I always love having couples on the show. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you so much. We're excited.
0: Well, there's a lot I want to dive into today because you both have made a lot of changes that either our listeners have made and are going through now or want to make, but something's stopping them. You've changed careers, you've changed cities, there's, you've changed diets, there's been a lot of transitions and you're also transitioning into parenthood as well, which is super exciting. When is your little one due, the ultimate baby? February, oh. February 5th, 2020. I love it. That's so exciting. Yeah. So let's, let's start with one of the transitions you made. I know that you recently moved from a big city to a smaller town and have really simplified things. Why did you decide to do this? So Jesse actually is
2: originally from the city that we're living in right now, Windsor, and I'm from Toronto, bigger city in Canada, in in Ontario. So for years I was working there and we did our relationship long distance and everything was going great. And the goal was for Jesse to move to the big city because why not move to the big city? Because that's where everything happens. (laughs) <laughs> so Jesse moved to the big city and life carried on for a little bit, actually not too long. It was pretty much within a year that we both decided that this lifestyle of being around traffic and noise and and me running my brick and mortar business was getting to us. There was a lot going on at the time we were starting to grow as a couple. We were starting to grow with our Ultimate Health Podcast brand, which had started A few years previous to that. So it was a couple of things that were starting to click together to have us see that we wanted to live a more simple life. And after Jesse, he had left being a chiropractor and I was still running my cooking studio, which was my own business, a brick and mortar business, which was great. And it was 10 years in the making. It was amazing. But I was tired of running a business. Mm. So we both realized that the podcast and the online space is where we wanted to be. And making the move to somewhere smaller and living a life that didn't require so much overhead and complications was what our heart was desiring at the time.
1: And it's interesting, too, because initially when I planned to move to Toronto... I was specking out chiropractic practices to transition into. And when we started the podcast, it was just a hobby and something we did on the side. And then over the years, it grew and grew. And at the point when I made the transition to Toronto, to the big city, at that point, the podcast was able to sustain my end of the career. Mm. So I was able to retire from chiropractic and take on the podcast full time. So a lot of change for me. I was I was switching careers and moving into a new city, bigger city, and the two of us were moving into a one bedroom apartment with an Australian shepherd we had just gotten to. So <laughs> it was so much change and so much happening at once, but it was it was such an exciting time because I'm just so passionate about the podcast and about this business and it was just so amazing to be able to go from, you know, working on it in between patients or in the evenings to putting in full days and really Mm. getting some good traction with the business.
0: Mm. Do you miss anything about the big city, especially for you, Marnie? It's interesting because without knowing what a
2: smaller city is like, I would have just kept going there. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't know, what it's like to live anywhere differently. So I, you know, I had expected that this was my world. So every time that I, when Jesse and I were dating and every time I came to Windsor where he lived to visit and I saw a smaller city, I was like, okay, this is cute. This is nice. You know, it's fun. It's so easy to get around from A to B, but it didn't really enter my, my realm of thought until I did it. Mm -hmm. And because it was exactly what I was looking for at the time. And it was all, you know, perfect for where we were at in the stage in our life, I, I didn't miss the big city at all. And now whenever we go back, cause my family's there, we have good friends there. We go back every once in a while and visit for a weekend. It's perfect. We go have, you know, busy weekend, jam packed, go to the farmer's market, go out for dinner, visit friends. And then we're done. We're like, yeah. see ya. <laughs> we're ready to go back home now.
1: And well, what I really think is interesting is the fact that we've had the experience of living in a smaller city and a big city. And that just gives us the full perspective on different living options and what really makes us happy. So it's just interesting as being somebody that did grow up in a smaller city and not really knowing what that world was like, I ended up going to chiropractic college in Toronto as well. So I got a taste of what big city living was like. So for anybody who has an opportunity, even just to, I don't know, travel for a period of time to experience the differences, I just think it's so great to have that in your back pocket when you're making a more permanent decision of where to live.
0: So For people listening that maybe need to be in a big city for whatever reason, how could they still simplify their life and get a little bit of that smaller city vibe that you've been enjoying, but still living in a more metropolitan area?
2: I think it could really start maybe just in their home. With, you know, minimizing their belongings and seeing kind of the stuff that they're dealing with day to day. Jesse and I actually just did a recent episode. We do a couple of smaller episodes every once in a while, and it was called Closing the Loops. And I feel like a lot of people who live in a busy city have a lot of open loops in their life. They're, you know, they've got a lot of things on the go, their agendas are packed, they've got plans, they've got meetings, their house could be, you know, full of stuff because maybe they're living in smaller spaces. So maybe there's a way for them to start to kind of look at how can they start decluttering, minimizing the amount of commitments that they have or their actual belongings and start to relieve some of that. And from there, if they have access to some nature or a park, a chance to get out in nature, that can play a really big role in it as well.
1: And I love what you said there about minimizing and totally agree with that. And I think it's about grabbing control of the things you can control, whether that be if you're in a small city or a big city, but here we're, we're talking about big city and that can be things like getting a better hold of your emails and managing that, not having a bunch of clutter in that area of your life or your finances, like digging in on these different areas that you might be avoiding because they're not as fun or as sexy to get into, but taking control in those areas that you do have control.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think that's a huge thing because I noticed, you know, I lived in LA for many, many years and I moved to North County, San Diego and definitely more mellow. And I I noticed a change in my nervous system, but I also noticed my big city habits came with me, driving more aggressively, checking my phone all the time, always looking for the shortest line to be in so on and so forth. And now, when I go back to LA or more the, more the kind of hustle bustle cities, I try to bring more of my North County San Diego vibe with me and mindset with me and just slow down. Because that's the biggest difference I noticed is just a slower pace that I think is far more healthy. I think most of us and I'm curious what you two think about this. We just move too fast and do too much. And not only is our environment cluttered and our email inbox cluttered, but our mind is cluttered with just this go, 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 thing. So do you think it can be those internal shifts as well? For sure. And this is coming from two people who very much
2: like to keep busy. we you know, we like to jam a lot in a day. And as much as we've moved to a smaller city and we really enjoy the slower pace of our life, we have to constantly check in with ourselves. We're like, oh my gosh, Let's just look at what we just did today. I cannot believe we just fit like five errands in, and we did all that. We don't need to do so much. So when we do take the days that are at a little bit more slower pace, we realize just how important that is for our nervous system. And Jesse tends to be a little bit better at this than I do because I I am the one who's like, okay, we got to do this, we got to do this, and get this done. But there's no need and there's no rush, and there is a chance and an opportunity to to heal with that because when you take that load off your back, it allows you to really just appreciate the simpler things in life and just appreciate life for what it is and just being and just being there and playing with our dog or going for a walk or watching a Netflix show, whatever it might be, and how all those errands and all those things don't necessarily matter in that moment. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think an important part of it too, is not to glorify being busy. And I know both of us have been guilty of this at times. And you mentioned that, you know, I'm kind of trying to lead the way and and pull us back a little bit from being busy. And yeah, we both definitely come from being cut from the same cloth in that respect, but I'm definitely aware of that now and trying to pull us back. And, and it's a process. It's, Mm -hmm. it's again, these things are ingrained in us over years and years and, and being rewarded for producing and accomplishing and checking things off the to-do list. So it's, It takes time. You have to be patient with yourself. But the first step is, is being inspired and and realizing that is where you want to go.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about your career transitions because you both move from more, we could call a lot of people would call them safe, predictable jobs to really being, you know, transitioning, being even more full-fledged entrepreneurs, putting everything in the podcast. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that process, about how you made that decision. If you waited until the podcast was really generating enough revenue so it felt safe to leave the other things, or if there was that risky gap period where you're like, all right, well, we'll see if this takes off, but we know we don't want to stay in this other place. What was that process like for you both?
2: Well, I'll start with saying that neither of our jobs were totally safe just because Jesse was a chiropractor, which mean he had to, you know, fight for getting clients in the door and, you know, he had to keep himself busy. And I was running my own food studio, which required overhead and all my marketing had to be required to get people into my cooking classes. So unfortunately, it wasn't as safe as, you know, being part of a company and having a stable salary, but it was familiar, maybe it, it was familiar. And it was, you know, it was something that I created from scratch and something that I had built over 10 years. So, you know, there was a lot of exactly familiarity with that. And it was very comfortable. And there was never really the goal of of transitioning out of that until I saw the possibility of what life would look like without overhead managing people and trying to focus every day on what is it going to take to, you know, keep this business going and how can I, there was just so much involved. And I realized that not that the podcast doesn't have a lot involved, but there was something to the simplicity of managing a business that was more online. So after seeing the progress of our podcast developing over the years and seeing the potential for growth and the financial reward of that, because with a business, Where I was teaching cooking classes, I had to work so hard just to make the income that I needed. But the podcast, we still had to work hard, but the exponential growth of financial gain was so much greater. And it was just, it, once we made that decision, it was so easy to slide into that, especially for me. It was just, it was so much fun too, because we got to see the impact we were having worldwide on the amount of people. And it was different than just having 10 people in a cooking class, which was fun, but you can have such a greater reach, as you know, with, with a worldwide audience.
1: And part of the financial picture as well was eventually when we moved to a smaller city, the cost of living is significantly lower where we're living now. So moving out of the big city enabled us to cut a lot of our costs. And again, when we went from physical to online, that simplified the business in a big way and also cut our costs down quite significantly as well.
0: So in terms of growing the podcast, because I think this is relevant to anyone who's working to grow a business. What were some of the key things that you did both internally and externally? So internally, maybe meaning mindsets or daily practices that you did and externally, meaning more strategically to really grow something out of what was nothing.
1: Well, the big thing that pops in my head, right? When you ask that, and I talk about this all the time is focus. So when people, Eventually, when I, quote unquote, retired from chiropractic and took this on full time, I committed myself and declared that I'm a podcaster. And a lot of people that take on podcasting or YouTube or blogging, they'll do that kind of as a side thing, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. We all have our own our own situation. And but for me, I embraced this and took it on and focused everything in on it. And then Marnie's done the same as she let her business go. So a big part of it is, again, we're focusing everything in on one thing and we're working as a team, which is really amazing. I mean, to have in the beginning, my girlfriend and now wife working together day in, day out. We're a team in life. We're a team with this business. And I think it's just given us such a unique perspective for the listeners too to be able to hear a husband and wife come together and share different opinions And it just makes for a really unique concept.
0: Mm, Well, that's a great segue into one of the questions I wanted to ask you. How is working and running a business with your partner? It's been an interesting journey and it's nice how much we complement each other. You know, Jesse's
2: certainly got his strengths and them being the back end, the technical side, the commitment to the editing process and the audio, the end product that comes out to our listeners is so much Jesse. And he loves it. He's so good at that. And he's so good at putting together the questions for our guests. And I love the community aspect. I love the social media. So there's we have our own different focuses in terms of that, which allows us to stay away from each other's way when we're actually like doing things day to day. But then there's leaving the podcast behind and us focusing on a relationship, which sometimes can be tough because your life is all wrapped into one. We work from home. Our studio that we're recording from right now is in our home. We'll, you know, finish our day and we'll go for a walk and we'll be reflecting on the podcast and we'll be talking about the next one coming up. So that's something we're constantly working on is really putting aside the business so that we can really maintain our relationship and maintain um, who we are as a couple away from work. But the beautiful thing is that it is so meta, all of it. Like we live the lifestyle that we talk about. We are who we are and just kind of getting on behind the mic or doing a you know podcast or doing the social media. It is our life. So it's not, we have to switch on work mode or change who we are or put on a different outfit. It's like, this is us and this is how we do it. And it's, it's still a constant evolution though. Mm.
1: And part of it too, is Marnie likes to work from home. And a couple of days a week, I like to get out of the house, go for a walk and go work at a coffee shop. And not that it's ever gotten to the point where we've needed that space, but because we, you know, like different working environments to a point there is that physical separation a couple of days a week so you can get deep into what you're focusing on and and I can get into what I'm focusing on. And again, I just want to emphasize the point Marnie made about us having different passions within the business. And that's not something we had to work at or whatnot. It's just naturally we were drawn to different areas. So it worked out really well.
0: Mm. And when you do have conflict, because I'm sure sometimes you get on each other's nerves or trigger each other. I mean, it is a relationship. When that does come up, what are the best tools that you have and use? Often it requires going for a walk and talking about it or
2: Jesse being the bigger person because he always is and getting me out of my funk. (laughs) If I'm, you know, pinpointing or blaming or whatever, he's, you know, he's usually really good at that and helping resolve that.
1: Well, one thing, too, is like within our relationship, we have really great communication before problems arise. So we're really open with each other and we're just connecting on a really deep level day to day. So I think that helps prevent a lot of things from occurring in the first place. But like Marnie said, we would maybe go for a walk and we're not one to put off when different things come up. We like to address them right away. And I don't know where, where would you go from there?
2: Yeah, I know. I think, I think we do deal with things right away. Like nothing has ever gotten too catastrophic. We definitely disagree on certain things and have little arguments here and there, but overall um, we're pretty much on the same page and And we've been able to manage it pretty well so far. So
1: Mm. that's
0: been good. Amazing. So I'd love to shift gears a little bit to the podcast and just the topic of health. So your podcast is called the Ultimate Health Podcast, and you have interviewed so many experts in this field. This may be a hard question to answer, so feel free to take your time with it. I'd love to hear some of the the three biggest nuggets because Well, I'll back up for a second. Both of you know a lot about health. Marnie, you're a nutritionist. You had a food company. Jesse, you're a chiropractor. You knew a lot about health, both from your professions and just your own passions. But you've had all these experts, maybe 200, 300 experts on. What have been maybe some of the top three biggest things that you have learned that by having your own podcast have forwarded your own health and well-being? I think one of the first things for
2: me is my transition with my diet, because when I first when we first started the podcast, we were actually both vegetarian. And at times I was vegan and so was Jesse. And that's kind of the conversations we were having at the beginning of the show. And we didn't necessarily know where things were going to go. I think Jesse in in the background knew that he wanted to transition away from that, but it was just a matter of time. And me, I was like committed. This is it. I even wrote a book, Plant-Based Diet for Dummies, on this. My career at the time when we started the cooking studio that I had was vegetarian. So this is my lifestyle. And when things started to change and shift in my own health, it was very interesting that at the same time, we started interviewing guests that had a very similar story and they shared, you know, I was raw vegan or I was vegetarian and this and this happened. I got blood work done and I discovered this and it forced me, whether it was through their books or looking at their blogs or going a little bit deeper through YouTube videos, whatever it was, I was like, hmm. Maybe I should consider you know getting some of this blood work done or listening to my naturopath who's been telling me for the last year that I should maybe look at something different in my diet, so it took took time, but I would say because of our guests, it really forced me to shift my perspective on my dietary choices. so I did transition from being vegetarian to paleo over a number of years, and I you know, I, I thank the podcast for being part of that process. It was a huge catalyst to help me make that change in a comfortable way. Another thing for me, for sure, is mindset and making meditation and time for myself a priority, which is something that I've always valued. But again, living in the busy city and having a busy life, I didn't necessarily take the time for. And having the new lifestyle that we're living, I really committed to creating morning routines and afternoon routines and evening routines for myself and making sure I took time to journal and really shift my mindset into a different framework that was just more focused on healing and me and slowing down and not so go, go, go. So those are two big ones that come to mind immediately. I'll let Jesse share a few.
1: My first one is a really general principle after doing all these interviews and talking to so many different people and picking their brains. And that is that foundation really matters. So in the beginning, I think a lot of times when people get into the health and wellness space and they first find out about it, they get interested in like superfoods and maybe some of the more obscure things. But as I've been in this world for so many years and I've been living it, It's so apparent to me at this point that you really have to have the foundation nailed down. So things like sleeping properly Mm -hmm. and getting enough hydration and making sure I'm moving every day and maintaining, like we talked about before, a great relationship with my partner. There's just so many aspects, creating balance within my day. So it's not the little things that can sometimes be looked at as like the sexy things in the health and wellness space. It's like going back and evaluating and zooming out. And making sure that foundation is really solid. Mm. And something else that pops out that has to do more with the podcast is we interviewed Jordan Harbinger. And this is something that's really stuck with me. And I've talked about a number of times. But the fact is, for him, he talked about this on, I think, one of our interviews, where it's all about creating an amazing product. And this is something I think about each and every week when we're putting the show out where you can have all kinds of advertising dollars and social media shares and different things. But I'm always looking at the podcast as a piece of art and having a product that when people come back to it, they're going to want to stay and listen next week and and share it with friends. So I just want to emphasize that you need to have whatever it is that your passion or the core of what you're doing, make sure there's no holes in that bucket and, and then everything else kind of branches out from there. And that's, that's my focus.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many goju berries you eat. If you're not getting enough sleep, the superfoods and all the more sexy things don't, don't really make the difference. So back to simplicity, I think we can talk about, that's another aspect of simplicity is not complicating it by thinking you need to do all these amazing things like the infrared saunas and the superfoods and this and that and the other, which are all great. And I use a lot of those things and they enhance, but you're right, Jesse, if you don't have those basics down, like good sleep, healthy relationships, reducing your screen time, not living in a lot of clutter, slowing down, drinking enough water, getting basic nutrition, then all those other things, they become more distractions than they do actual things that help you. So thank you for highlighting that. Marnie, I wanted to go back to you just for a moment because a lot of people listening are dealing with uh, autoimmune issues some diagnosed, some undiagnosed. It can be incredibly frustrating. I know from firsthand experience, especially when you go from doctor to doctor and you're doing, you spend all this money on blood works and tests and there's just no answers. I don't know if that's been your journey at all, but if you're open to speak a little bit about what that journey with an autoimmune, we'll call it thing. I don't like to say disease or disorder. <laughs> if that's ever been frustrating for you, how you dealt with that and just how you're dealing with it today.
2: Yeah, I think my discovery of my autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's, was frustrating in itself because, as I mentioned, I was doing some of this blood work and trying to figure out some answers. I knew something was wrong with my health and my body and the way I was feeling. I just didn't know what it was. So, And I had been seeing natural practitioners for years, and there may have been some hints that there's something off, but no one actually gave me a diagnosis. So after one particular episode in our show... I realized that there was specific blood work I needed to get. And I had asked my doctor, can you please add my antibodies to this requisition? And she denied me that. And I didn't understand why. There was no reason other than, I don't know. I don't know if it cost her money or she just didn't think that there was any value to it. Whatever it was, I had to literally go around her and get a naturopathic doctor to sign off on that. And lo and behold, when those test results came back, it showed how high my antibodies were and where all my thyroid levels were at. And that I was able to diagnose myself. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is Hashimoto's. And this is what I've been dealing with. Finally, I have an answer. Finally, there's something I can now go after. And it was just super frustrating to have to you know, deal with my doctor in that way. And it kind of proved a point because again, throughout our podcast, we've had many conversations with alternative health practitioners and people have said the challenge that can come up with your doctor. And I didn't expect this to happen with me and it did. So anyways, it it allowed me to push through and follow through my journey and really get to the bottom of things, which the next step was Jesse and I for just overall health and wellbeing started to see a functional medicine team, which got us to go to the root cause of what was going on. We did gut testing and we did all kinds of microbial work and we built upon a foundation, another layer of foundation. We were already both quote unquote, pretty healthy. So this was now digging into the trenches and going a bit deeper, which again, without this, I wouldn't have known where to go with with an autoimmune disorder, I just would have probably gone to diet only and not realized that there's all this background work that had to be done. So it's been a two and a half year journey and it's been a lot of learning. It's been a lot of testing and retesting and seeing how I'm feeling, whether it's with a supplement or with the tweaks I've made in my diet and lifestyle, of course, that's a huge part of it. And it's been amazing because I've learned a lot and I feel like I've made huge changes in my health. My antibodies are now way lower than they've ever been, which has been amazing, especially now that I'm pregnant because that could come up as a roadblock with pregnancy and fertility. So it's amazing that I was able to bring my health to this new level and I'm passionate about it. In fact, a friend and myself, we educate now on Hashimoto's because we both felt we were challenged by the resources that we had available. We want to now make available to other people all these opportunities and options that are available to go a little bit further in digging uh, deeper into the trenches is what's going on with their autoimmune condition.
0: Mm, Yeah, it does really come down to being your own advocate. I, I think 100%. that I gave my power away so much to doctors and just assumed they knew more. And the doctors know a lot and healthcare practitioners know a lot, but no one knows our own bodies better than us. And I had the same kind of thing where my doctor's like, I don't know, it's probably just stress. And I'm like, it's not, <laughs> I know my body, please test me for this virus. And finally, after asking twice, they did and the numbers came back and it was obvious. And it was that same feeling of, Oh, thank God I finally have an answer. So thank you for sharing that. And also such a great transition into your baby that's coming in February and being able to get pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy. And you and Jesse are committed to natural parenting. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah. From
2: everything to, you know, the lifestyle that we've been living up until we got pregnant, which is a great foundation for anyone who's thinking of becoming pregnant or has just started on their journey is clean up shop. Whether it's your diet, your home, the toxins that are around your house, all that, that all matters and you can start years in advance so that was that is who we are and we did get pregnant relatively quickly and the goal of our entire pregnancy without even trying is just to maintain it as healthfully as possible through our diet and choices of using a midwife and having a doula and trying to avoid as much intervention as possible the supplements that I'm taking from my prenatals to my vitamin D, just making sure that that is a priority, and then it extends even into the nursery. The choices that we're making for the furniture that we're getting for the baby's room, choosing non-toxic materials, and making sure we're going to stay away from a lot of plastics. We haven't decided on the cloth diaper yet, but there's so many decisions that we have yet to make. Uh, yeah, that's
0: that's big. <laughs> that's a big one.
2: But you know, our intention is there. But we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But we are just so committed to this lifestyle because it's who we are and it just makes sense. And, you know, we do have people who are following along our journey and have the opportunity to learn from us. So the more that we're able to share about what we're doing, I think it can help so many people. And we have been inspired by so many people who have already carved the path for us. And we've had a few guests on our podcast already that have really been an inspiration to our pregnancy journey.
1: Mm. And I think we're in a really exciting spot being like we talked about before, we both work from home. So it's going to be really interesting to share a lot of those duties with the new baby and, and waking up in the middle of the night. And there's going to be a lot of learning, a lot to do. And I'm just excited to be able to support you along the way.
0: Mm, Beautiful. So as we wrap up, the show is called Over It and On With It. And when we don't have Coach's Corner episodes like this, I'm doing live coaching with people on the show. And generally, we're talking about something in their present and helping them heal something from their past to, to get more clarity on what's going on in their present. And we've heard so much from both of you about this amazing life that you're living and how you've transitioned into doing what you love and live in this city that feels more appropriate to where you are and stepping into natural parenting. I'd love to hear from each of you a little of the backstory about something in your life that has been really hard, some kind of expectation hangover that you've gotten over, because I think it's important for people to hear. They hear all these amazing things. And I'd love to know a little bit more about some of those, or at least one of those expectation hangovers that's gotten you to where you are today. Well,
2: something that took place for me was something that I know you can relate to, Christine, is I I was married. I was in a relationship for seven years, married for one, and this was in my late 20s, early 30s. And I did have an expectation that this was it. I was going to have kids in my early 30s. I was going to live this certain lifestyle. And, you know, I I was at the time working in the the field that I loved, which is teaching cooking classes, but my partner was traveling a lot. So I was like, oh, there's going to be lots of travel. And I was, I was committed to that lifestyle. When we realized that we were not a fit for each other and it became a reality that this marriage is going to end very shortly after we got married, it was, of course, I went through you know, disappointment and shame and, you know, so much heartache and feeling I'm in my thirties. Is there anyone that's going to be out there? That's for me. I feel like I'm, you know, so high maintenance, who's going to be out there that's healthy and into this lifestyle. And I was so torn apart and it took time for me to heal and get over that and realize that this was truly a blessing and truly something that was going to transform me into some someone else and to meet someone else that was on the same page and the same path as me. It was a hard transition because I was at the same time opening up my business. So there were so many things that crashed and burned in my lap and at a time in my life when I thought I was set and I was done. But I came out on the other side. And within a year, not even after splitting from my ex, I met Jesse, who at first you know, was, a, was a friend. I didn't know that he, there was a potential there for a long-term relationship. Cause he was so, he was different yet similar <laughs> to my ex, but so different to the point where I was like, wow, this is like the male version of me. <laughs> Somebody who's on the same path and gets life in this deeper way and has the same core values. And it was just so incredible just to see how my life could shift within a very short period of time to something so much greater than I ever thought. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you. Jesse?
1: And for me, Christine, mine has to do with my career. And I invested so much time, so much money into becoming a chiropractor. It goes all the way back to doing kinesiology in university and then living in the big city away from home for a number of years and it cost me a lot of money and, and spent a lot of time and went through so much training to become a chiropractor and just getting into that profession and having a certain expectation of what that would be like and the amount of money I would make and what that, yeah, the whole situation, it just wasn't what I expected at all. And, you know, in the beginning finances were super tight and it was really hard, like Marnie alluded to before, finding patients to get them in because in the city I was practicing in, there are so many chiropractors and people that have been building businesses for a long period of time. And over time, I did build it up and it was it was in a, going in a great direction. But at that time, we were living in separate cities and one of us had to make the move. So you, you already heard that part of the story. But I definitely had... A huge expectation hangover in chiropractic practice. And not that there weren't aspects of it that I loved. I mean, I was working with people and making them feel better, but it wasn't the world that I thought I was getting into.
0: Mm, and look at where both of you are now <laughs> I love asking that question because it's just it's a good reminder for people that are in one of those situations uh, a marriage that is not working recently after a breakup uh leaving being disappointed in a business and and leaving something that you've invested a lot of time and energy into just know that Dr Jesse and Marnie mm-hmm. are giving you an, an insight into what your future can look like if you continue to just do the work and stay open so thank you both for sharing that I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. And just to add one thing to that, I want to put out there that we could have never predicted the position we're in now. And this is just riffing off of what you're just saying, where we would never five years. Well, no, actually, we've been podcasting for five years now. So say seven, eight years ago, we could have never pictured ourselves living in the city, doing a podcast as our career. And so many changes have happened in such a short period of time. So I want to emphasize the fact that you can only really connect the dots looking back and you never really know if you're in a position right now where you're feeling like things aren't going the way that you want them to. There is so much I can change in such a short period of time. So I just want to Mm. inspire people to keep their head up and change can happen.
0: And you have so much great information on your podcast, the Ultimate Health Podcast. So everybody go over there and subscribe immediately. And where else can people connect with you and learn more from the two of you?
2: Our Instagram is a great place because it's where we tell our story and you get to see a lot about our life, recipes, our dog, what we do on weekends.
0: So that's at Ultimate Health Podcast amazing well thank you both so much for coming on the show today thank you for for what you do i love listening to your podcast and congratulations about all the the transitions that have happened and this ultimate baby that's coming in february i wish you a very beautiful pregnancy and birth thank you so much
1: thank you christine and congrats to you too on your recent marriage and we wish you all the best
0: thank you